views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome. 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 This is a special edition of the Dr. Pat Show. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. We have a great show for you today, a show that I've never done before. Um, and I think really that this show is, uh, wow, I think it's time has come. For those of you out there, um, one of the things that I, I want to talk with you about is life. That's what today's show is about. It's about life. Um, for many of you, you know that I interview a lot of people. I bring a lot of people on. We talk about a lot of, a lot of things, but very rarely do I talk about my own life's journey. Here and there, you've heard me have snippets of it. You've heard me talk a bit about it, uh, but you've never really heard me tell the story of my life in the way that um, I experienced it and what it's come to mean to me. So today, for those of you that are tuning in, and if you're listening on Voice America, you're going to see a title that says, A Grand Farewell, Gratitude, Inspiration, and Epic Vision. First, let me say, we will be moving back to the Variety Channel. And I haven't finalized it, but I believe that uh, Monday at 9 a.m. is what I'm looking at there. But, but this Grand Farewell is a conversation about giving ourselves a grand farewell to all those things that don't serve us. And Kevin is my producer, and he is going to be joining in on the conversation. And Linda, my best friend, hello to both of you. Are you ready for this show? Yes. As much as I can be. All right, Kevin, good. So uh, look at a grand farewell, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. That's the conversation today. Linda, thank you for joining me here today. It's really great to, you know, have you here. And I know Kevin's busy, so he can Skype his questions to me as well. You know, what did you think when I got you at the spur of the moment? And I said, you know, this is really what I want to do today. You know, I've never talked or really shared my life in a way that people can understand it or hear about. What was your thought at that point in time when I said, you know, I really would like you to join me today because you will ask me questions about things that um, maybe I won't think about. Well, it's it's so like you to do that spur of the moment. Um, you're spontaneous. <laughs> and um, I said no. And then I said, okay. <laughs> Oh, you said no because... Well, because I wasn't ready for it and not sure what you were planning to do, and we're just going to go with it, and I will ask my questions, and we will have a good discussion. So a grand farewell, uh, and you know, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. I really want to start from, from back, back, way back. 
And, you know, and you and I know that there has been information that has been passed on to me in my life that came second, third hand, but also came late in life. You know, I shared this on air a lot of times. You know, I was, I'm a kid. I was born in the Bronx and I grew up uh, playing on cement and monkey bars. And uh, I have an older sister. She was 12 years older than me. And for me, my life was one of getting really acquainted with my uncles on my mother's side, growing up in an Italian family, because my mother was sick pretty much most of my young life. And I'm very, very sick, you know, sick to the capacity of I spent a lot of times going from house to house, staying with my relatives uh, at very, very young age. Uh, my sister was my main caretaker. Uh, for a lot of years, uh, my my aunt uh, May, another one, my aunt Mary, another one, and so I was this very young kid from a very early age that went from house to house to house, sometimes in the Bronx, sometimes in New, in in New Jersey. But one of the things that I remember from that is I got to know my relatives very very well. Like all young Catholic girls, wanted to grow up to be a nun. But here's the thing. You know, I had no idea of what I was born into, and I had no idea of the struggles of my mother. You know, Linda, wasn't it later on in life that it finally got revealed, you know, what actually happened to my mother? And I think you were part of that. I don't exactly remember when, but I do remember over decades of time how the story was revealed. Do you remember that at all? Yes, your sister, your sister started to talk about what had happened when you were a child and what happened to your mother. Um, mm-hmm. And we were both, both pretty amazed um, mm-hmm. at the information because it wasn't discussed um, by your family at all, your dad or your stepmother. Right, right. And, you know, what was shared with me initially was, you know, the fact that my mother was an alcoholic and uh, actually we would consider her today a drug addict. You know, back then, what you did to keep, keep people quiet back when my mom was growing up, my mom was spunky. What I loved about my mom was how loving she was, but I also remembered how out there she was. You know, my, she insisted for my dad to give her uh, a what they knew as a fountain store back then, and she ran it. You know, she was an entrepreneur at a time where women really weren't. Um, but everything was a struggle for her um, to to kind of live the life she life she was fully meant to live. She had gumption, she had spirit, and I know that's where I get a lot of it from. But she also was very, very, uh, you know, kept down. Um, and so back in the day, as uh, you know, folks like to say. Here was my mother, home a lot, drank a lot. Um, there are 12 years difference between me and my sister, and a pretty difficult time with my dad, who wasn't the most loyal uh, of, of men, you would say. But here's, the, here's what I learned. She was pretty much drinking at the time that she was having me, and she was given um, barbiturates to calm her down. And so, you know, the way that this story goes, right, Linda? I mean, you know, there's a lot to it. But these are the pieces that got pieced together. And ultimately what she did was attempt suicide once and then ultimately finally achieve that by the time I was seven years old. Um, You know, what is your recollection of that? Um, 
based on what your her sister had told us, um, it was very difficult. It was difficult for your sister because she was 10 years older than you. And it was difficult for her because she wanted to lead her life, but she had you trailing around with her. Um, yep. And it made it very difficult for everybody. It did. And, you know, part of what this is, is imagine me growing up, and I was a spirited kid. At five years old, my uncles gave me boxing gloves. Um, I really pretty much didn't do what I was told, and to this day probably don't do a good job at that, I would say, Linda, right? Uh, uh, yes, that's very true. And, and there's some good parts of that and some not so good parts of that. But, you know, at five years old, I was put in Catholic boarding school at actually at seven years old because there was just no no one else to really care for me. And my mother actually committed suicide while I was in Catholic boarding school. And I honestly didn't fit in Catholic boarding school. And I was ultimately thrown out of Catholic boarding school for a lot of reasons. One, because I was talking to Jesus and I was talking to God. Um, and, um, in my journey, I was still a feisty kid. I would jump up and down, uh, every night and, uh, p- you know, want to play. And, you know, the bottom line, it was that, uh, what was going to happen to me was I was literally, uh, beat every night, um, in that school with an iron brush. And so I experienced at a young age, what happens when you don't conform you know, what the consequences are at a very, very young age. And while I was in Catholic boarding school, my mother did pass away. And as a child, as a seven-year-old, I knew it. And I knew it. And when the nuns asked me, Mother Superior came to tell me about that, and I stayed there the weekend. No one was available to pick me up at that at the school. What happened with me was when I was asked about that, I said I knew. And this is as a seven-year-old. I said, I knew. I said, I knew that she was with the angels. And as you might know, you know, if you're seven years old and you are telling an entire convent of, of Dominican nuns that you are speaking to Jesus and you're speaking to God and some of the, some of the, the information in the Bible is not exactly right, well, you're just not going to last very long. But this then led me on a journey, the journey at a very young age. I found out my dad remarried um, my stepmom, and off I went into a different world, a blended family, a family where, you know, it was sacrilegious to remarry, remarry someone that wasn't Catholic, and my whole life changed. Here we were now, a blended family, myself, my older sister, and the other two, and, and my two stepsisters, and off we went living in the Bronx. What I learned from all of this is what this show is about. You know, I talk about this today as I look back and I talk about a very painful time in my life as something that was of enormous, enormous value to me as I got older. But what about, what about being born into this world uh, from an alcoholic and a drug uh, addict mother? What are the complications of that? What does life look like? And off I went growing up, feisty as ever. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the trial tribulations of this. Lost my mother at seven, went on to become part of a family, uh, lost everything in life. My dad did. Uh, my stepmom caught shoplifting with us. We literally went from poor to poor. How does a family survive from this? 
how do you live in a place and still experience joy? I went on to be homeless at 17, and uh, you're going to hear me talk about some of the bumps in the roads, but also some of the gifts in the road. Today's show is a grand farewell, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. I invite all of you to remake your story. I invite all of you that may be suffering. I've lost everything in my life at least twice. Uh, Every relationship I've ever had, I've either destroyed or it destroyed me in some way. Today, I want to invite everyone out there to say goodbye. Goodbye to the story that you're holding on to that's about scarcity and defeat. Because I want to take you on a journey of what you learn from what you believe are your enemies in life, the people that hold you back, and the criticism that becomes some of the most valuable feedback you'll ever get. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Chakra Sound System. Each week, we will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Change makers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit TheDrJulieShow.com. Tap into your I am energy to discover who you truly are and who you always have been. Dawn Smith offers a simple yet profound and life-changing way to discover your I am energy that is hidden beneath the toxicity caused by choices we made consciously or unconsciously prior to today. This internal perfection is not an idea, a theory, or some vague notion or concept. On the contrary, it is beyond the grasp of the brain and its intellectual interpretations as it lies deep within the language of our hearts. Visit I am energy Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, ManifestYourLifeDream.com and begin your financial healing process today. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show? Well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. 
Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to a very special edition of the Dr. Pat Show. We want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. A grand farewell, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. I want to take you on a journey, a journey I've not shared before. Uh, some of the details you might find startling, some of the details you've heard me share. Joining me here today is my friend of a lot of years, Linda. She's also the producer of the Dr. Pat Show. And, you know, I shared with you what my early days were like as a child. But, you know, you have to kind of put this in perspective, right, Linda? Because, you know, I actually didn't find out much about my life. Uh, and so a lot of my own behavior didn't make sense to me. Um, but as I moved on, as my dad remarried, you know, here came this very, very young very young, right, Linda? Very young woman. I think my dad must have been like 50, and I think my, my stepmom must have been like 21 at the time. She had her first child at 12, her second child at 13. And so here we were in this family together. Now all of us, this woman from the South who uh, looked like, and yet she actually was a model, now living in the Bronx with my dad, who virtually lost everything in life, his trucking company, and here we were. And here I was, now cut off from all of the relatives that I knew, and I didn't know why till later. But here came my stepmom. What I learned from my, my birth mother was love. What I learned from my stepmother was everything else. What do you think about that, Linda? <laughs> That's true. Your, your stepmother was a very strong, very determined um, woman and had a lot of a lot of wisdom, a lot of mm-hmm. wisdom that she shared with you, which I think helped you in in growing up. I know there were difficult times, but um, I think that she also gave you the things that you needed in life to help you move forward. I want to tell you, I'm going to just be real truthful. I was a quitter as a kid. I was a quitter. There are a lot of things that I quit at. Now you ask yourself, really, you were a quitter? Yeah. Um, if there was something that was hard for me um, at the time, uh, it, it, I, I, I would just quit. I wouldn't do it. And I have to tell you that, um, and things were hard for me. I stuttered as a kid. And you think, of course you stuttered. I mean, you were beat, beat up and you were beat every night at seven years old, lost your mother, dad remarried, lost your relatives. Of course you stuttered. I did stutter. And so things became pretty hard for me. What I love was being outside. I love playing with the boys. I love roller skating on the streets of New York. 
but there were some things that I did really well and other things I didn't. Linda, let me tell you a story, and I think you've heard this story before. I think I shared this with my stepmom, with, with, you know, when you knew my stepmom. Um, we all got these pogo stick things as kids one year for Christmas or something, or I can't remember what for. Uh, we all got these, these pogo sticks. And my two stepsisters could do things really well. For some reason, I just couldn't do this thing. And so, you know, if you know anything about me as a kid, uh, you can imagine me not being able to do it and then just taking this thing and crashing it to the ground. Well, that was the end of that. And so basically, my mom told me, um, she said, you're not coming in the house until you do this. You are going to stay out in the street. You're not going to play with your friends until you actually do this or you're basically going to go to your room. Now, many of you are thinking, really, that's so harsh. What did I learn from that, though, Linda? I mean, can you imagine me crying and trying to get this thing to work and jump up and down on it and just being ticked off beyond ticked off, right? Mm-hmm. What, can you imagine me as a kid like that? That was probably a very difficult time for you because you always wanted to do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it. That's right. And so I went from I can't, I went from I might, and I went from I might to I will. I have to tell you, I can't, I might, uh, you did. to I will, and then um, I did. And I, I, I want to just say this for all of you out there. This is really the journey. This is what I learned about this. This is just one story. We've got a ton of them today for you. But here's what I learned as this kid. And by the way, all of my friends in the neighborhood were out there laughing at me, laughing at me because I couldn't do this pogo stick thing. And here I have my two sisters and they're hopping up and down the street and jumping around. And I, I, I couldn't do it. But that's what happened to me. It took me hours. I want to just share this with you guys. It took me hours. It took me hours on a day in the Bronx in New York City in the middle of the street to learn this thing. It took me hours. I went from uh, I can't. I actually started. It started before I can't. I won't. I can't. Right. This is the journey. And then I did it. And that was that was the pattern that my, my mom would teach me. For the rest of my life. That's what I learned for her, from her for the rest of my life. And, um, and, I, and that's something I won't forget. Now, I've shared this before about my stepmom. This is a woman, had her first child at 12, her second child at 13. Didn't really, ha- had no education whatsoever. And I remember the shame and embarrassment from when my dad lost his complete company to nothing. And now here are these kids. And we didn't have any clothes for school. And I remember we went out shopping, and the next thing I know, we were sitting in the jail cell because my uh, mom got caught uh, shoplifting. It was one of the most painful and shameful time in her life. And uh, this is a woman that was doing what she needed to do to raise this, these four crazy kids. Uh, with my older sister and, and then the three of us. And so, you know, that is a story that I didn't understand till later on. But I went on and, you know, I wish I could say that this turned out really well for all of us, but it didn't. You know, this was equally hard for my sisters to grow up in a family in the Bronx. These girls were from the South. 
to be thrown into a neighborhood that was uh, full of different gangs. And, um, and then I watched what happened to my sisters as they started to move into the teenage years with me. You know, I was the kind of kid that I, I found friends and um, I got on a train and I went to see my friends. My sisters were really different. They were really out of place. And I watched them try to grow up in a city that just isn't very kind sometimes if you're different. And so that was such a painful time in all of our lives. We ended up moving to New Jersey. And then for me, both of my sisters dropped out of school. And uh, life didn't turn out very well for them. As a matter of fact, you know, they moved through life with a life of pain, with a life of suffering, uh, with a life of drugs, a life of alcohol, um, especially my sister Joyce. And last summer, uh, we buried both of them. Um, last, uh, last year, we buried both of them. My sister Joyce from years of suffering from throat cancer and, um, and then Doris from years of the same. And it's sad to think that, you know, the lives they could have had, you know, my sister Joyce was brilliant. She was gorgeous. She was beautiful. And to see that struggle and to what happens to us in life. But I will tell you that, you know, she was as kind as kind could be. And so it's hard to imagine what happens, why God points some of us in some direction and others in others. You know, even though I didn't drop out of high school, I graduated high school by a thread, uh, but found myself on the outs, found myself one day coming home and, um, having my, my, everything I owned, which was very little on, on the lawn. But what did I learn in this time? I learned how to work and work hard. You know, I learned to persevere and finish high school. I learned from my stepmom that I should go work for the phone company because they don't fire people. Uh, and I learned that, you know, life can be accomplished through means of gratitude and vision. But what else did I learn when we come back? You know, I want to talk about what happens when you end up homeless and you end up homeless and you don't think you're homeless because I didn't think about it like this. What would you do to save your life? What would you where would you go? What would you ask for to find food for yourself and your family? Well, you know, Linda, I mean, doesn't that sound like an interesting story? Yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, I think that. I haven't really thought about that time in my life and what that was about for me and what some of the things were that I did to, to just, to just live. Mm -hmm. um, but I learned so much from it. What do you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think it made you a very strong person and a person with perseverance. When we come back, I'm going to talk about miracles. I'm going to talk about gratitude. I'm going to talk about how you go from step to step in your life and look at it really differently. To this day, I'm not even sure why or how I didn't end up in some jail cell, except for the fact that there were people that were out there that were willing to take a chance on me. When we come back, I want to talk about the angels that show up in life and even in the worst of situations, why it is important to step back, look up, look up to the God of your understanding and say thank you. 
We're going to take a short break. You're listening to a special edition of the Dr. Pat Show, a grand farewell, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. You know, letting go of all that doesn't serve you, not by denying that these things didn't happen to you, but by looking at them, understanding them, embracing them, and knowing they're part of an epic journey. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. desire to go in life. How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenn Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beinguclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beinguclass.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? Beinguclass.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. Radio to thrive by. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a special edition. Uh, of the Dr. Pat show. Um, you know, when we look at our lives and Linda's joining me here today, we've got a couple of questions that have come in. A grand farewell, gratitude, inspiration, and epic vision. Uh, are you ready to say goodbye for good? 
to those things that have become agonizing for you in your life. Because anything that's agonizing you that comes from your past or even your present will clearly cut your lifeline off to the life that you want. And that's what I've learned. Linda's joining me here today. Linda, it's great to have you here. Great for the great to have you in the conversation. It's good to be here. So, you know, I, I, here's what I, here, here's where I left off. Down and out in New Jersey, selling hot dogs from a hot dog cart, working three jobs, cleaning fish, and waiting for that telephone company job to show up that I applied for. Now, if you're me, you were out 48 days in your senior year. So looking back, what's the reality of anybody hiring you? This is what I want to say, Lyndon. Maybe you, we can joke and talk about this. I think you've said to me time and time again, you are one of the luckiest persons I've ever met. And don't you think? I mean, whether it is a job that I want or being at a place, you know, it's not luck, though. And that's what I've discovered. When I was at that place, the lowest point in my life, where I had to ask people for food, where I had to figure out, you know, how willing was I to step out and ask for money? How willing was I to step out and, and really find ways to get through the life on a day-to-day basis? One of the things that I didn't really, I re- didn't really forget is, you know, I had faith. I had a belief. And Linda, you've heard me talk about this story sitting, you know, sitting across from the Greenbrook Motel in Greenbrook, New Jersey, right? Do you remember mm-hmm. the Greenbrook Motel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it still there? I don't even know if it's No, it's still. gone. Well, there was a big shopping center. What was that across the street? I worked across the street. And I remember in my old beat up car uh, that he, there I was and I was sitting, sitting there, uh, just a mess, uh, and I looked up and I saw the flashing light at this Greenbrook Motel thing. And it was like something from Psycho, the movie. And, and I looked up because I was praying. In my own way, I was praying. You know, I had always been close to God and I had always been close to, you know, Jesus as I saw him, the teacher and the man that guided me through most of my life. I never thought in a million years that I would be in this position. But, you know, what I've come to know is every pain we have in life, God feels that pain. And, you know, we are his prized possession. And that's what and we are its prized possession, her prized possession, whatever you believe. But in that moment, I took my car and drove around Route 22 and showed up at the Greenbrook Motel. And I was at a place in time in my life where I didn't know what else to do. And so asking for a room on the notion that I would get a job. It was one of the few miracles in life. I think, Linda, you also, you know, you and I were talking about what gratitude means. And, you know, Kevin was asking, how do you know what to let go of in your life? Um, But gratitude has become so important to me. There have been so many angels show up in my life, you know, where I was, whether it was a promotion I wanted, a job I wanted, and I, I did get that job. I did get that job at the telephone company. And my mother was almost right that they don't really fire you. But I did get a job. And Dara Stoner is the woman that hired me. And to this day, uh, in, in, in talking with her, she never knew why she hired me. But what she said was she saw something. Even as I showed up in there with my hair all a mess and 
makeup running down my face. She saw something in me with 28 to 48 days of school missing or some ridiculous number. She hired me anyway. And I started my job in the mailroom. But she was one, Linda, of several angels along the way. Don't you think? Oh, you had a lot of them. Um, and, and there was something about you that, that people trusted in and would support you in everything that you were doing. In, in your job, and even encouraged mm-hmm. you to go back to school. Yes. Yes. Brian McGorry was one of my supervisors, and I worked for him, and I was a clerk. You know, I worked in the mailroom. I got promoted to the library, and I hated the job, and I went storming into Doris Stoner's office, and I said, I hate this job. Now, I had six months, seven months of service with the phone company, folks. This is not the thing you learn. But, you know, I got to tell you, I was still 17, and I walked into a room, and magically and miraculously, there was a job open in payroll, 50 people in a room, and I got it. And I went on to spend time in that room going from job to job, being promoted to promoted, working really, really hard to do it, not really understanding that there was such a thing as a career, but I partied hard as a kid. And what I want to say is I did have angels. And don't you remember Brian McGorry, what he did to get me to go back to school Mm -hmm. is he let me leave the job early. And that was unheard of for a clerk. And he went out on a limb and broke corporate policy for me to leave 15 minutes early. And ultimately what happened was the policy changed. And that's how you decide about how you look at your life. And how you know what things you should hold on to or what things you shouldn't. If you're in a place of gratitude about a situation in your life, you will not be at a place of resentment. And that's how you can discover what to let go of. If you are holding on a resentment towards anything, anyone from any point in time in your life, the only one it really affects is you. The quickest way to move from that is to look at the nuggets of gratitude around what that situation, how it was handled. It took me 13 years, by the way, to get my undergraduate degree, I just want to say. And so, you know, my life in climbing up the corporate ladder was filled with blessings, surprises, challenges, um, obstacles I've had to overcome to get to a place in corporate America in the telephone company I would never get to be. I mean, how does a girl from the Bronx that stuttered, that takes 13 years to get an undergraduate degree, get to be an executive in the company reporting directly to uh, the president and the executive vice president. How does that even happen, Linda? What do you think? How does that happen? Well, it goes back to all the support you had, the people that were pushing you to do the right things, your mother's um, training that she, or I don't know if the, the right word is training, but the, that's a good word. The, huh? That's a good word. Yeah. Um, in, in not giving up. And not mm-hmm. giving up. And the people that you worked for in the phone company were, saw something in you that they were not going to let just fall by the wayside. So they pushed and they pushed and they challenged you and they promoted you to more challenges. And for some reason, something had shifted in you that you took their lead and, and did those things and proved them correct not to give up on you and that you were um, a very valuable employee with all the promotions that you had and being the um, working for the president and the um, executive director of the company is, 
is an amazing thing from someone who was in the position that you were in at the time when you first started. Um, and yes, there were trials and tribulations and bad things and good things, but you overcame those and never gave up and kept going. And I, I want to talk about this for a minute because this is really the place of gratitude. This is the place of inspiration. Here's what, what, what I think Linda is talking about. Sometimes in life we have to borrow another, other people's faith. You know, sometimes we cannot see the things that other people see in us. And I will be the first to tell you, all of the things that Linda's talking about, I did not see in myself. I did not see in myself. And you have to borrow on other people's, other people's faith. And I went through life, and I have to tell you, Linda's right. I didn't do this easily. I drank too much. I was a bit of a crazy person. But as I went on, I made a decision. I, I hurt a lot of people along the way from being a crazy drinking person. And, you, you know, something happened to me and something happened to me around 1990. And at that point in time, you know, I had about 22, 23 years of service. And one of the things that I remember about that, it's like, you know, I stopped drinking. I decided that's not going to happen anymore. And my world changed. My outlook on life changed. I looked at my past. I looked at my present. And don't you remember, we were at a place where we were both in the phone company and our jobs, my job was in HR and I was uh, responsible for program development at a time. And I just come off a graphic jobs, a graphics job that was supposed to be my demise. Um, and here we were at a meeting, Linda. Do you remember the meeting we were at, the corporate meeting we were at? And they talked about we have now the largest budget possible in the company. Mm-hmm. And then what happened with that? We didn't anymore. <laughs> no, a month later, we were downsized. A, a month later. Yeah. And the downsizing was unheard of. No, I, Now we use the term downsize. Nobody even knew what was happening. All we knew was thousands of people were going to get fired. And I remember that, you know, um, you know, I was told we had to fire people with one month uh, short of a 30-year pension. And we had to fire people that well, you put didn't in fire years. Them. You laid them off. Oh, you laid them off. But they were basically terminated, as we know now. Exactly. Exactly. People that were senior people in the company. And I had to, fa you know, I had to face myself because that was part of a program that we were supposed to implement. You remember that, Linda? We, oh, we, yeah. it was, we had the positions where we had to implement that program. Right. You imagine implementing a program and now being me? a newly born me looking at my life, looking at the destruction that I left behind, you know, some of the things that just didn't make sense, the integrity that didn't make sense, working for people that didn't care if they were going to let somebody go that had 29 years experience and 11 months and not give that person an extra month so she could get a pension. And that was it. I drew a conscious line in the say, I, I think God saved my life right there. What do you think? I think so. I could I have said so. yes. I could have moved on. And uh, and I would have probably gotten promoted from it and life would have been different. But I couldn't. And that's what I did. I drew a line in the sand and said, no, I'm not doing this. This is not the humane thing to do. You might as well take my head count. And they did. That was life changing, don't you think? Yeah. What is your how do you think that impacted my life at the time? 
Um, I think there's a couple things. Um, that one was it was absolutely devastating that they would do that. Um, the second thing is is I think um, just the person that you were because you at, at different points in time you would fight for whatever you needed to get to move ahead. And at this point, being so close to retirement and this other person being yeah. even closer to retirement, it was like you were born again. The, the past was the past, and you were not going to destroy somebody else. Not that you destroyed people's lives, but that this person was not going to lose and uh, lose their pension because of one month in downsizing because you were told you had to do this. Um, so I think that was I think that was a major changing point um, in in your life. Well, and you know, part of this, and we're going to do part two of this next week. You know, we're going to talk about what happens when you draw a line in the sand. You know, we're going to take you through what the the, the next events were that you know that I had to really look at in myself and my life. But this was life changing for me. And don't you remember, as as my boss was firing me in that moment, I heard a little light bulb go on, and this is really the way God worked through me in my life. Now I look back and I know it. And what I heard was call Columbia, call Columbia University, call them, call them. And what I had to do was figure out if my application to Columbia was still valid. And I don't know if you remember that or not, Yep. yep. Uh, it, it, but it was kind of like, I, I didn't even hear what my boss was saying. It was like, okay, I'm out of here. And I, I called them. I had to get over to Columbia in, I don't know, some ridiculous time frame in order for my registration to be valid. And believe it or not, here's what happened. I walked out of that room, got in the car, zipped over to New York. Columbia worked in New Jersey. Columbia was in Manhattan. Pulled up, found a parking space, got up there in time to register and get my books in time. Now, this is how I know that I'm, we are not in control. When life has certain things that show up that seem insurmountable, that seem like it's going to be impossible to do, the relationship that you didn't think was going to work, the life that you didn't think you were going to have, you know, I know that I'm not the pilot here, but I also know that I've come to understand how to work with the laws of the universe, you know, how to work with a loving God. And I think the question that was asked, how do you know what to let go of? Anything that's so heavy on your mind, anything, anything that is on your mind that you're thinking about that gets in the way of living the best life you can, anything. That's what we have to let go of. You know, for me, I had to let go of the fact that this was six months away from me walking away from there. I had to let go of, you know, the life that I knew it. And I didn't know where I was going, but I did know I was going back to school. And I did. I went back to Columbia and got my graduate degree and then was encouraged to go on. Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of this is, is looking at our lives and looking at some of what we call the challenges and the devastation as places and points of inspiration. I went back in my life and had a time to reflect on all of those things in my life. As some people would say, I had to get to a place of a personal inventory, which I did. And what I discovered along the way was that there were many, many challenges 
there were also many opportunities. There were also many angels. There were also many setbacks. There were also many people in my life that I probably, and no, I not probably, I know that I didn't do a good job of respecting and honoring. I know there are people in my life that I did. But what I really come to believe, and this is my mission now with the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio, is that there are no such thing is there's no such thing as defeat in the eyes of spirit. There's no such thing exists in that world. You know, this is an abundant universe. This isn't a universe that will allow us to pick ourselves up, to be able to dust ourselves off. And the, the, the factor that gets involved with this is how much do we believe? Do we believe in the money that we have in our bank account? Or do we leave in the limited number of opportunities and abundance in the universe? Are we part of a finite division of how we look, the people we're with? Are we our divorce story or are we in the world of infinite, unlimited love? Are, do we come from a place where not enough is something that we've defined, but not enough or enough for God is infinite? The question is going to remain, what are you going to choose to do? How are you going to look at your life? Are you going to tell the story of I lost my mother at age seven uh, from suicide? She was a drug addict, alcoholic. Or are you going to talk about the love that you learned from her in the time you're in her life? Are you going to talk about, you know, a stepmom in a family where you weren't loved, you weren't first and foremost? Or are you going to talk about what you learned to not just survive in life, but thrive? Are you going to talk about stuttering? Or are you going to talk about maybe what you learned by stuttering in terms of listening that I now love today in who I am on radio? Because the skill I learned in listening, uh, you know, as a kid and a teenager who stuttered, came to be one of my greatest gifts today. So you see what I'm talking about, Linda? Yes. And the question about what do you let go of, I, I think um, you answered that, that partially. But I think the important part of that, too, is if you don't let go of all the things that, that you feel were not right in your life or you feel that you were... <clears throat> treated poorly and all that stuff, it holds you back from filling, fulfilling your, your dreams now because yeah. it's always that little, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. So um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that's part of, you know, the letting go and letting go of the past and also being grateful for your past because if you are, wouldn't, aren't grateful for your past, then you wouldn't be where you are today and you wouldn't have the things that you are t- doing today. And a job that you like, and a, and a or a job that you love, um, I think that's all part of it too. Well, and you know, this is what I want to say. My life went on, and one week next week we're going to do part two of this because this channel uh, that uh, Voice America right here is uh, this is uh, we're going on our eleventh year. We're going to be popping up in eleven years here with them, and it was almost uh, eleven years uh, to this date that uh, I didn't hang up on a phone call. And I got through a switchboard uh, in a little network, little network that was being started called Voice America. Little, teeny, right? Internet, you kidding me? 11 years ago, do you think anybody was listening to internet radio? You know, but people had a vision. Some folks had a vision. And, you know, one of those folks that has a vision is still, (laughs) he's in charge of the place now. But what is it about not hanging up on a phone? What is it then that really pulls us forward? 
We're going to talk about what happens when you draw that line in the sand next week. Where did my life go? What was it about me that was able to move through a, a relationship that was physically violent? How do we then take our gifts and take chances? And then you're going to hear a fascinating story of how I went on to get into a doctoral program and uh, then my life changed completely. Packing myself up, moving to a place that rains a lot, but never for one moment uh, underestimating the power of my friendship with Linda. We have been friends since 1973. She has seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and much more than that. And what is the power of friendship, of that level of commitment to each other's greatness that takes you forward in life? We're going to talk with you next time about what moving past obstacles really mean and looking at your life right now in a way you've never looked at it before. I want to leave you with this. No matter what's going on in your day today, remember to look up. No matter what is happening in the world that you might be living in, whether it's loss, take time to appreciate the people that are with you right now. If you have a job and you can't stand your boss, take a moment to appreciate those times on that job that you did. If you're looking at a career that you want to change, a relationship that's not serving you anymore, whatever you decide to do, hold your head up high and do it in dignity and do it with integrity. Every one of us goes down the path. We make mistakes. We may hurt the people we love. But in the end, you're going to be able to stand up, believe in yourself, say yes to your life, understand there's a power greater than you that is really driving the ship, and learning how to, how to look for the awareness you get from the question, what else is possible here? Uh, next week, we're going to take you and continue this journey and talk about what happens when you find out you have a life-threatening disease, as I did. What do you do with your life? What happens if radio is the only thing you can do? And what happens when you look back and you think, wow, the pain, the agony, whatever you went through was so divinely orchestrated. I want to thank all of you for supporting us in our journey, everything about what you've done. Uh, I want to thank Jeff for uh, opening up the door for us to continue with this program in the way that we want to continue. I want to thank Kevin for pushing all the right buttons, Linda, Jessica, Moon, Kim, everybody here on the team for doing what they do so well. Because without them, I'm just a person chatting away on a network and nobody really finding out about it. So thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. And remember, we've got lots planned for you this year. You're going to start to see us uh, launching Epic Living TV as well. And uh, every once in a while, you may still hear me stutter. Thank you, guys. Go to thedrpatshow.com, Facebook, thedrpatshow.com, Twitter, thedrpatshow.com. Uh, and if you want to hear a lots more, you can find out from us what's coming up, what we've got planned, and also take a look at the good news we've got on the website. We'll see you next time on the show. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Get insider knowledge about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought. Because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, There's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show? Well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. 
For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast with a world full of loyal fans. What's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us a Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com and then we'll give you a call. 